0: Today, we are going to tackle the question, how can we create trust with our audiences? How do we create the kind of trust that makes them look to you as a resource, that positions you as an expert within your industry, the kind of trust that makes your customers willing to invest in you, your products, and your services? In this episode, we are going to talk about three key ingredients your marketing has to have to build that kind of trust, and I'm going to share exactly how to weave these ingredients into your marketing strategy. Hi, welcome to Marketer for Hire. I'm your host, Sunny Logsdon, and I understand that not all business owners have a marketing background. That's why I'm here to provide tips and advice on how to build the right team to unlock your business's full potential without wasting precious time and money. Each week, we'll break down complex marketing concepts into easy to understand pieces so that you can delegate confidently. Whether you're a business owner with a marketer on your team or you're just beginning the journey of hiring a marketer, I'm passionate about helping you maximize success. So if you're looking for ways to get the most out of your marketing budget, reduce frustration from lack of results, and provide clear, strategic marketing direction to your team, this show is for you. Whether you're a solopreneur or a Fortune 500 company, building trust with your audience is at the core of your success. Not only does your audience need to trust you to part with their hard-earned money, But they have to believe that whatever it is that you are telling them to do is going to work for them, and then they have to actually do it. Otherwise, you're not going to have any success stories to share. Let's say that you are a nutritionist. Your clients can eat healthier on their own. They can lose weight. There are so many options for them. There's plenty of information online about how to eat healthy, and to address different symptoms that you're experiencing. For them to come to you, they need to trust that, one, you know what you're talking about. Two, that you are able to apply your knowledge to their specific needs, something that no online search can do. And then here's the kicker. They need to trust you so much that they are willing to take the steps that you recommend. Listen, this concept applies across all businesses. If, let's say that you run a hotel, your audience needs to trust that the rooms are going to look as impeccable and as beautiful in person as they do on your website. And that while they're there, they are going to have just as much fun as that smiling family in the picture by the pool. And if someone smells an ounce of phoniness in your brand personality, in the claims that you're making, in the staged photos that you are putting online, you've lost them. You have lost their trust in you. So we all know that we need to build trust with our audience. Fantastic. Now, how exactly should you do that? That's what we're tackling today. How do you build trust through your marketing where you're also encouraged to use big power words like life-changing and foolproof and you're promising results that, quite frankly, not everybody is going to get? Well, before I answer that, I want to back up just a little bit here and share what inspired me to do this episode— Yesterday, I saw an Instagram post by an influencer speaking inaccurately about world events. I have also seen so many claims lately that are misleading, especially on Instagram, by people who are claiming to build a content strategy in an hour or get someone 50,000 email subscribers or, you know, the hottest, newest fitness plan. All of these promises smell like hogwash as my southern grandmother would say. So as I was already thinking about this concept of who can we trust, there are so many phony brands online. I listened to a TED Talk given by Francis Fry called How to Build and Rebuild Trust. Francis is a Harvard professor who took a position with Uber in hopes of helping the company restore trust in their constituents. You've probably seen some of the headlines over the past few years. Uber has faced a ton of controversy about safety concerns for their passengers. They've mishandled user data. The CEO has had some pretty bad behavior on display and on and on. So it's not just small brands or big brands that are facing these trust issues. It's all businesses. And We as business owners need to step up and be trustworthy. And that's exactly what Frances Fry tried to accomplish during her time at Uber. She wanted to create a trustworthy environment. But to build that kind of environment, she needed to identify the components of trust. All right, if you've drifted, come on back and listen because I really want you to hear this. She boiled trust down to three elements. Authenticity, rigor and logic, and empathy. And I'm going to break down exactly what it looks like to incorporate these elements into your business and into your marketing so that your audience knows that they can trust you. So first, let's talk about authenticity. And can we just all agree that this is a word that is way overused which I think is why it is so important to talk about it. There are so many people out there that are claiming authenticity that we're not really sure who is authentic and who to believe. The Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy defines authenticity as being of undisputed origin or authorship, or in a weaker sense, Faithful to an original or a reliable and accurate representation of something. As you can tell, I went down the rabbit hole about trust and authenticity and all of these things that we're talking about today because, again, these words are thrown around and I really wanted to get to the bottom of what does this mean and how can we wrap our heads around it? In today's social media and news by the minute world, it is so easy to wobble in our authenticity. And wobble is the word that Frances used in her talk. And what I love about this word is that when you wobble, you're really not that far off base. You can wobble, and I'm not talking about the dance here, you can wobble with your feet still in place. A wobble is really just a slight imbalance. Brands wobble In their authenticity, when instead of telling the whole story, they tell part of a story. Solopreneurs wobble when they post an idea or a quote or a framework as if it were their own instead of giving credit to the true source. And this is where I think that our access to information comes into play. It is so easy to copy someone else to make a small tweak and call it our own when it's really not. So let's bring this down to your business and your marketing. The best way to show authenticity in your brand is by letting your customers and clients know, number one, that you're not perfect, that you struggle just like they do. Listen, I struggle to create regular content. If you want to know the truth, I am recording this a day later than it was due to my podcast producer, and I struggle to create these solo episodes. I struggle to make the time to do it, just like you struggle to do your marketing because you're so busy working in your business. This is why our brand story is so important. If you're that nutritionist that we talked about earlier, talk about your journey to being a nutritionist. How did you get there? For almost everyone that works, especially in the health and wellness industry, there's usually a backstory as to why we want to help others. There's a backstory as to why we started our business. If you are the CEO of the hotel that I used earlier an example, maybe you want to do an undercover boss scenario where you go stay at this hotel for the weekend and then you come back and you tell the story. Maybe you talk about, The fact that it took forever to get room service. Maybe when you went down to dinner, you know, the food was okay, but not what you would have expected for a hotel that was rated like this one. Maybe there were loud screaming children at the pool. Okay, great. Be authentic. Talk about what you experienced because your audience is probably going to read some reviews where other people talk about these things. So then when you as a company are coming back and saying, hey, this is what I experienced, and here's how i'm going to fix it that creates authenticity for your brand when frances talked about authenticity she pointed out that coaches and consultants can create wobble friends can create wobble it's not intentional they come in and they see what needs to be fixed from outsider's perspective They make recommendations, and you as the business owner, go for it, even though it might not be true to your vision. And hey, I am a consultant. I come in. I help people to see problems in their business. And it is something that is so good for your business in so many ways to have that outside perspective. But there's a but here. You have to stay true to your original Intent and vision for the business, unless you as the business owner are truly ready to change direction. This actually happened to a client of mine. When we started working together, she was struggling with her brand positioning. She had created a product and she was bootstrapping the growth. And as she was doing this, she was talking to various consultants and business owners, all very smart, successful people. And she was getting a lot of different messages. She would have one person tell her that she needed to change the way that she was working with clients. She needed to go from a one-to-one service to a one-to-many in order to scale her business. Another told her that without VC money, she would never be able to achieve her vision. All of this advice resulted in her trying to take her business a direction that she thought thought she should go because these people were telling her that that's what she should do, but it was not aligned with what she wanted for her business. As we worked together, we were able to realign her vision and her goals so that her heart was back in it. Then her marketing strategy and her plan followed her passion. It supported the growth direction that she actually wanted not the one that she was told she should have. So you might be able to relate to this. Maybe you have been told that the business that you really want to create can't happen. Maybe you've been told even by clients, hey, what you're doing is not working. And I do believe that we have to take other people's perspectives into consideration. And we have to make sure that the business that we're creating Is true to the direction that we as business owners want to go. When you're aligned, when you're authentic, it's going to impact the way that you show up. It's going to impact the way that you talk to your audience. It's going to impact the content that you create. Let's move on to the second element of trust rigor and logic. Okay, what does that even mean? Rigor and logic. That's kind of where my mind went when I heard Francis first say that. When you're rigorous in your logic, you are maintaining a high standard of precision and clarity in your reasoning. It's ensuring that every step in your logical process is sound and well-structured, leaving no room for errors and inconsistencies. It's like having a strong, robust foundation for your thinking that no one can question. Francis said that this kind of logic comes in two forms, the quality of your logic and the ability to communicate your logic. The quality of your logic, that is the easy part. Your product or service needs to be proven. You need case studies with data that shows that you, your product, your service does what you say it will do. The nutritionist, that person needs case studies that include the problem the client came in to solve, specific details about how the nutritionist and the client address the problem, proof points like metrics about the outcome. For example, how much did the client reduce their cholesterol through diet without taking medication? How long did it take? And how hard was it to adopt the new lifestyle? I mean, let's keep it real. Back to the authenticity, right? Another area where quality of logic can be seen is in reviews. Going back to that example of the hotel, if your marketing is telling your audience that their every need is going to be taken care of as soon as they step on property, but the customer reviews say otherwise, your quality of logic is shot. Your customers cannot trust you. So as we think about rigor and logic for your business, it is important to make sure that every piece of content that goes out is accurate and can be fully backed by fact. You want people in your company who are as rigorous about truth-telling as you are. And of course, you need data to back up your claims, which requires market research and Follow up with your clients to ensure that your service or your product is doing exactly what you say it will do. If you're ready to become a content repurposing machine with quality content at your fingertips every time you need it, what are you waiting for? Let's work together. Head to sunny-logsdon.com and sign up for my one-to-one Elevate 360 program, where you can think of me as your CMO for six months as we tackle your marketing strategy, streamlining and systematizing all of your processes, including your content strategy, so that your marketing runs flawlessly as your business grows. Or if you want to start by tackling your content catalog, book a marketing immersion where we'll get laser focused on one piece of your marketing strategy during a one-day engagement. Head over to sunny logsdencom or head to the show notes and click on the link. And let's get started. I was a journalism major, and we always had to cite at least three sources for every article. I think about this all the time, in comparison to what news is today, which often feels more like opinion pieces than reporting facts, where we might have a celebrity or an influencer reporting news with zero credibility. Even though this seems to be the world that we're living in, this is not acceptable. And I don't want to accept it for my business, and I don't want you to accept it in your marketing. We cannot use this sort of loosey-goosey logic in our marketing because it is not going to create trust. To create trust, cite your sources. Be transparent about where and how your claims are being vetted. Find ways to back up your claims, whether it's your own statistics or related data from credible sources, or hey, better yet, provide both. All right, so the second leg of rigor and logic is clearly communicating your logic. And again, I'm going back to my journalism days for this one. It's like an episode of everything I need to know I learned in J school. (laughs) But to clearly communicate your logic, the number one rule is not to bury the lead. In your marketing content, give your readers or listeners the takeaway first. Give them the big idea that you want them to remember and then clearly articulate your supporting evidence. That way, if you lose someone, they haven't missed the takeaway, but you're also appealing to someone's logic who wants to dive in. They want to know all the details because you're providing the proof points for those that want it. All right, last, let's tackle the third element of trust, which is empathy. Empathy boils down to our emotions. We want our customers to feel like we are in it for them. Yes, we also want to make money. Most people do not work for free. We all want to be paid for what we're doing. But if we're not really in it for our customers, authenticity and empathy, two of the key elements of trust, are out the window. Listen, I do what I do because I really, truly want to see my clients succeed. And I get joy from watching them learn about marketing and go from being frustrated by it to seeing how it can grow their business. And I think that this comes through when I talk to potential clients and work with existing ones. And because I authentically am in it for my clients, I truly have empathy for their frustration And I think that that is why when I jump on a call with somebody, they're able to trust me. They can tell that I can feel empathy for what they're going through. A large part of the population, I wish I had the statistic handy, but I don't, makes buying decisions based on emotion. In fact, as I was doing a little bit of research for this episode, I came across a study by the University of Southern California, and the study showed that the highest performing advertising campaigns. Focus on emotional content over rational content, which makes empathy a pretty important part of the equation. So how do you demonstrate empathy in your marketing? Well, first, you need to know your audience really well, and you need to reflect back to them what they're going through. You need to understand their pain points and how they talk about them, because you want to use their words in your marketing. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you probably know that that is called using voice of customer in your marketing. Let me give you an example of this in my world. I have a couple of clients who are doctors, and it is second nature to them to use complex medical terms in their marketing. But instead of leading with the medical-sounding diagnosis, I encourage them and show them how to use plain, everyday language, how to lead with that plain language. We rewrite their messages so that we are leading with the symptoms that their patients are experiencing, using the words that their patients use to describe them, which, as you can imagine, is a far cry from the way that a doctor would describe it, right? Those of us without any medical background, we are just going to describe it as we see it, and it's so important to use that super straightforward language because really, otherwise, your client is not going to recognize the problem as their own. When you come at it using your business language, when you come at it using rhetoric from your industry— They don't recognize themselves. They don't say, oh, my gosh, this person understands me. And that is the empathy that we're looking for. And as we think about really showing the client that you know what it's like to be in their shoes, I think about storytelling. Storytelling is another amazing way to demonstrate empathy in your marketing. If you have not listened to the episode with Zafira Rajan about empathetic listening and sensory storytelling for your brand... I will link it in the show notes and I want you to go listen to it. Empathetic listening is about making an emotional connection with the other person and finding similarities between their experience and your own experience as they talk. When you begin empathetically listening to your clients, you're able to tell stories in a way that connects with them emotionally and creates trust. At the end of the day, Empathy really boils down to your audience feeling like they are seen and heard. And the best way to show them that they are seen and heard is to reflect back what you're seeing and hearing. I think one of the biggest mistakes in marketing is that companies often think that marketing is about talking to the customer and sharing all the reasons that that customer should work with you. And in reality, I do not want you to get caught up in what you want to tell them. What I want you to think about is reflecting back to them what you're hearing. That's how you're going to create trust with your brand. To wrap up today's episode, the three components of trust that we've talked about are authenticity, rigor and logic, and empathy. I want you to leave this episode asking yourself, how am I demonstrating these three things in my marketing? Ask yourself, do I have an authentic brand story? Am I telling it? Am I being true to my vision as a business owner or have I wobbled in my direction for my business? Is there quality logic behind my claims, behind the information that I share with my audience? Am I doing a good job communicating that logic With proof points. Am I really empathetic to what my clients are going through? How am I communicating that empathy in my marketing? If you take these questions to heart and you really audit your marketing messages, there is a lot of depth here with so much possibility for creating trust with your audience that will ultimately lead to more revenue and, I believe, more fulfillment for you and your business. Okay. Well, thank you for taking time out of your day to be with me here. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode or any questions that you might have that you would like covered here on Marketer for Hire. Just DM me over on Instagram or on LinkedIn, and I will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Marketer for Hire podcast. I hope you've gained valuable insights to help you delegate marketing so that you can confidently get out of the details. If you enjoyed the show, will you do me a favor? Will you hit the follow button and leave a review and a rating? And if you've heard something that you think will help another business owner, be sure to send them a link to the episode. I'd sure appreciate it. And most importantly, before you go, I just wanna say that I know your time is so valuable as a business owner and I truly appreciate you spending some of it with me today. Thank you, friends, and I'll see you next time.